I never thought the day would come. I didn't. I that that hyperbole gets used way too often. Of like, I didn't think this day would come. It legitimately did not feel like this day would ever come. The NBA trade deadline is, of course, what I'm talking about. It has came and passed. It is now we're recording here at two o'clock uh, on trade deadline day. All the deals are official. The moves have been made. The deals have been done. Um, and we're sitting here with with six new players on the Sacramento Kings. Uh, is, that, is that the final tally? It's the final tally. Six new players. Six in, six out. Does Monty deserve a statue for bringing Sabonis and DiVincenzo to Sacramento? Or does he deserve a statue more for trading Buddy Heald and Marvin Bagley? Because Sorry as I take a sip of water. I would say just the haul that he was able to get specifically for Marvin, which we'll we'll get well, into they, they, the okay. details. Monty later, doesn't deserve a statue, but he deserves a figurine, maybe posted near the the main entrance mm-hmm. of Golden One Center. There's a figurine, mm-hmm. like one that you would touch, maybe like while running through the tunnel mm-hmm. to a game, kind of like how the Kings at the cowbell. Maybe yeah. they need to put Monty McNair's picture on the cowbell and the Kings and start slapping that when they get on the floor. Or is that, that seems negative. Or is that, that seems like that's, a, ah, f this guy. Okay, maybe, maybe <laughs> like, they should put a picture. Slam him yeah. against the wall. <laughs> Thanks, Monty. Thanks. But Thanks man, for bringing me can here. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? The Sacramento no. Kings, they go out, they break the hearts of all of Sacramento on Tuesday morning by, which in a shocking move, and we'll go over our reactions to to when we found out that news uh, in a minute. But the the shocking news that the Kings are going to trade Tyrese Halliburton. I don't think any of us were fully, and people can say what they want about. Yeah, we were. Ex- no one's. No one's untouchable. But no one out there was expecting the Kings to trade Tyrese Halliburton for Demontis Sabonis because the rumor we'd heard for the last month plus was the Kings were linked to Sabonis through Fox. And I just want to know, Chris, what what your reaction was as we we start from the tippy top. Yeah. When your phone vibrates Tuesday morning and you see that notification, what is your initial reaction to the Kings trading Buddy Heald? Tyrese Halbert and Tristan Thompson for DeMontis Sabonis and Jeremy Lamb and Justin Hawley, of course. Mm-hmm. Well, initially, I mean, it was about like 1030 or so um, on Tuesday. And I was just, you know, I was sitting getting some work done, um, getting ready for obviously anything that could happen. Um, and yeah, my phone, my phone buzzed. And the first name I saw was Tyrese Halliburton. Um, on my note, obviously I have Woj notifications on. So it, it popped up as a notification on my, on my phone and, and like you know, I check my my Apple Watch, and the first thing I see is Tyrese Halliburton. And at that point, I'm just shocked. I'm in is shock. Is he in the skills competition? That's I, that's fun. <laughs> no. no, I instantly knew. I was like, this is this is a trade. But it was um it wasn't just this is gonna sound dark, but it was just like an empty feeling of just like man, like it, I mean, it was shock. That's that's what it was. It was my, I was shocked to my core, and I I really just couldn't. I felt empty. I was like, I can't believe that this is this is the move made. And and instantly, of course, kind of like everybody else, um, I just didn't want it to be real. I was like, no, 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 no. Just not 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 Tyrese. Like we shouldn't have sent off Tyrese. Um and then of course, you know, as the day goes on, I'm like, all right, like, you know, I, I am a massive fan of Sabonis uh before he got here and uh I'm very excited to see what he does moving forward, but um, even, even now I'm still wrestling with, with the fact that it, 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 I'm sorry, it did take, um, Tyrese Halliburton in order to get the deal done. Um, I understand at the end of the day, we have Demonis Sabonis and, and you just, you just kind of reset from that point. But, um, it just, if it, it sucked, it just sucked, man. It just wasn't fun to know that Tyrese Halliburton was no longer going to be, 
um, in the future for the Sacramento Kings. And it, it, it made me really, really think about how much I like De'Aaron Fox um, for, for good, you know, how, how much do I like De'Aaron Fox? And um, I, I think I kind of realized that I'm a little bit more skeptical than I thought. You know, once, once the move happened and, you know, I processed that, okay, this is a move that is saying, De'Aaron Fox, you're the, like, you are the one. We've been, you know, obviously De'Aaron Fox has been the franchise player for all this time, but for, for the ball to really be put into his court and say, hey, man, like, we're getting you the star. You are the person we're building around. Everyone else is just a moving piece. Um, it was, again, like, shocking. Um, took me a while to really come to realizations, comes to grips with the fact that this is what the roster is going to look like. But man, oh man, and I, I want to get your react, your instant reaction as well, but man, did last night really soften the blow for, for anybody who was who was having any sort of um, doubts about Sabonis or, or I mean, honestly, I, I don't really like to use this word, but like there was real hatred out there for, for, um, for Monty McNair specifically, but for uh, him moving... Uh, Tyrese Halliburton, and I think at this point, you just have to live. It, you have to accept it. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that it took a really young, exciting prospect that we were all excited for his future. But the reality is, we got one hell of a player, an all-star caliber player, and um, probably the best player that that we have had um, on this team since since Demarcus Cousins, and that's including De'Aaron Fox. The the initial shock, I think, is what really set everyone kind of on a – this is a bad thing. The course of this is a bad a thing. And I think everybody kind of backspun the whole, the whole day as far as, wow, we just traded away the only bright spot of this entire season. And I'm not – I don't think I'm really exaggerating when I say that Tyrese Halliburton was probably the only reason a lot of those games from this season were watchable. Mm-hmm. Watching him do what he can do, watching him post uh, those those twenty four ten games, uh, four straight games of twenty points and assists. Uh, he he really took a step this year in becoming a, a highlight reel, becoming an it factor, becoming a guy that people not only in Sacramento but people around the league took notice in. And when they moved him, I don't think many people really focused on they just acquired Demontis Sabonis. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone really because I know I didn't at first either. I didn't really sit there and think, wow. They just acquired a guy who can do all these things that he can do. And then when you when you talk about how the emotions from that morning just got rolled into the the ass kicking that happened on Tuesday <laughs> night, it just kind of made it just one of the most doom and gloom days in Sacramento Kings history mm-hmm. for one day. Because yeah, it hurts to lose Tyrese Halliburton. It, it's still gonna hurt for a while in my in my mind, even if Sabonis and the Kings do have success together. Uh there's always gonna be that what if and and you can live with that what if if you if you find success with this trade and it's funny how emotions change over a 24 hour period because the emotions on Tuesday night opposed to the emotions of last night following a game which probably was the the most fun I've had watching the Kings and I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say probably 3 years since the 2018-19 team it's this it's just the emotions of being a fan of basketball this it's it's like every sport really but it's it's a gamely basis you you change the way you feel about things and this is a move that it's it's gonna take some time to really see who is the winner or the loser but like we've said before uh or i've said to you off recording uh 
if the Kings make the playoffs and they find success and DeMontis Sabonis wants to be here, re-ups, that's the Kings winning the trade to me. Even if Tyrese Halliburton becomes an all-star or if he becomes uh, if he becomes a, a, a 20 and 8 player, if DeMontis Sabonis is the guy he is now and the Kings find success and they're a winning basketball team, I think it's, it's a win for the Kings. It's a win for both, maybe. But if you get to a scenario where the Kings, who went all in today with other deals, which we'll get into later, they go all in for the play-in this year, which it's very clear they did that. They don't make it this year. They don't make it the next two seasons. It's a bonus walks in free agency. It might be the most colossal failure the Kings have had, well, since the last one, which was the Marvin Bagley, the Marvin Bagley selection, which now we can talk about that a little more loosely because he's no longer with us. Not deceased, just not on the Kings anymore. Um, but it, it, just, it just goes to show that knee-jerk reactions aren't always the reaction you're going to have point blank. And I think that when people got to actually focus and watch the game last night and see what DeMontis Sabonis can do, things that we've only seen from players like DeMarcus Cousins, um, he has that imposing presence that the Kings really needed. And that go-get-a-bucket mentality of the Kings can dump it down to him and he's either going to get you a score or he's going to find somebody that's open on the perimeter. So it's um, it's a really exciting time for the Kings right now. And that was, that was before they made the moves today. It, it just was a really – it's a really exciting time for the Kings and – um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. That's just kind of like my uh, my emotions on the Sabonis trade. I want to go back to something you said at the start of that with because it really hit me. Um, I I didn't even realize that this is probably why I felt the way I did. But I think you're you're hitting the the nail on the head when when you say that Tyrese was really the only bright spot for the team this year. And I think anyone who watched who has watched multiple you know games this season, which I'm assuming a lot of people listening to this have. Um, that's just so true. I mean, it was a down year for De'Aaron Fox. Um, it's been an up and down year for, for Harrison Barnes. Rashawn Holmes has just not been himself and been in and out of the lineup all season. Um, and there's just been no flow. Buddy Heald obviously has had just a horrendous season. Um, there really wasn't much to, to say, to hang your hat on, to say, Hey, this is, this is a reason to keep watching this, this terrible, boring team. Um, and, so, yeah, I mean, I think that's a lot of the emotional connection to Tyrese stems from that of just like, look, everything is going poorly. Everyone's playing worse than they did last year, except for this guy who is showing not only can he maybe rise above everybody, you know, maybe this guy could be better than De'Aaron Fox even. Um, it was just so exciting to see, and it was something that people were, were talking about constantly, just his progression, what would it be? Um, how good could he get? And we were just starting to see what that could potentially be. I mean, his his last game as a Sacramento King was a 17-assist game. The most by a Kings player in six years. Insane. I mean, to... to and what were to, the five? The only other five that got... Two rondos. I think it was... Uh, and... No, the, uh, I think was it you or Brendan that found that stat that the only five people this year to get 17 assists. Oh, that was Brendan. LeBron, it was Trey Young, Westbrook, LeBron, um, Doncic, Van Vliet. Luke, Luka Doncic. Uh, it was a list of like five or six guys. Everyone was an all-star, though, except for him. Yeah. Or has been an all-star. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely, like I said, I think you really nailed it saying that, that just um, Tyrese was was the bright spot of the season. And if there was anything that you were going to um, build towards, it felt like it had to include Tyrese Halliburton. And so um, the moment that he was traded, I just think everybody, including myself especially, I'll speak for myself, uh, just couldn't see like it getting Sabonis didn't matter because in the moment because it was just 
well, well we're just throwing him to a team that has done nothing all year. I mean, we're just we're swapping. Yes, Sabonis, you know, and this is all in the moment thinking. Yes, Sabonis is a great player. He can do all these things. But if we're just going to bring him, swap him, swap Tyrese out, put Sabonis in, well, why why should I think that Sabonis is going to lift this team to anything better than honestly what his Indiana team already is? Like Sabonis was playing games for the Pacers, and they I might have a worse record than the Kings do right now. They do. Um, and so there, in the moment, I was just like, there's there's really no reason to think why swapping out our only promising player from this season for another guy who is very productive should lead to this team having any more success. Obviously, with the with the moves that have happened and just seeing how, how I think, re-engaged Aaron Fox is, um, I, I feel I feel slightly different. I don't. I still don't know if... You know, if if you give this roster an entire season, you know they're probably yeah they're probably an eight seed, a seven seed. It's, but also, again, we, we we can have this conversation when we need to. But is this team still are they good enough? You know, well, and we'll have that conversation just, later. We'll talk about the guys. Just but. to put a, so we don't have to go on about you know Tyrese Halliburton being traded. You know, we don't need to keep ripping everybody's hearts out. I know that everyone's everyone's still licking the wounds, yeah. but um. To to kind of close on Tyrese, it's not often you see a guy come in here and embrace the Kings and embrace the Kings culture, which in in lar- largely it largely is a losing culture. And you see the pictures of him wearing the, the Bobby Jackson jerseys coming to games, the Doug Christie T-shirts, the Jay Will T-shirts. He embraced the culture, and I think people really took a liking to him because of the fact that he was so and proud as the word. He was proud to be a King. He he loved being here. He said today in, in a in a heart wrenching interview in his first media appearance with the, play, with the Pacers, which I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend watching if you don't want to have your day ruined. Um, yeah, he 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 felt wanted here, and today he said he that he doesn't feel wanted by them anymore. Obviously, because here he is in Indiana. But um, Tyrese did say today it's it's a part of learning in the NBA. It's a learning experience, and um, that's the thing about some of these guys. You can't ever get too high or too low on where you're going to be because it might not be where you will be forever, and Ty now has a new home. So the attachment factor is a huge reason why how he was such a a, a bright person, uh, bright personality, great player, obviously, who was taking strides in, into becoming one of the best playmakers in the league. And I, I don't think that's a that's exaggerated when I say he would he is becoming one of the better playmakers in the league. He's he's top five and top ten in multiple assist categories and also anticipate anticipation defense, he's top three. So it's over, though. We're moving on, and when you look at the trade, you bring in a, a, a change. DeMontis Sabonis, that's the thing the Kings haven't had in, in a while, probably since Boogie, a, a center who can go down, get you 20-10 a game, while maybe flirting with a triple-double every night. He's a definitely a 20-10-10 guy, and that's something that even the team in 18-19, the best team the Kings have had in, I don't know, 13 years, didn't have. Willie Cauley-Stein wasn't going to be... As much as you thought he could be, Willie Cauley-Stein was not going to be Sabonis or Kristaps Porzingis. <laughs> Shout out to the, the now Washington Wizard, Kristaps Porzingis. So uh, it's a shakeup. It might not be a popular one with everybody, but it was a shakeup that the team really needed, and it just so happens that Tyrese is what it took. Mm-hmm. So let's wrap it up with the uh, this. Let's wrap this trade up with the other guys involved. Um, 
Let's talk about the guys we got first, and then we'll talk. We'll we'll have a conversation about. Um, I think Shibano. there's one. I think there's two guys we should talk about. No, we can talk about. Yeah. We, should, we should talk about them separately. Yeah. it's kind of like I said. What it's going to be a king's obituary. Yes. We'll, we'll have some king's obituaries later. Yes. Um, we'll say we'll say some thoughts. So in in the Sabonis deal coming along with Demontis Sabonis is also Justin Holiday, um, who is a six six wing guard, um, can play defense, can shoot a little bit. Um, but really, you know, is is a good energy guy, and and definitely might might get get some starts um, in some certain lineups here. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I think he had forty plus starts for for Indiana this season, so um, he's definitely a capable guy. Uh, Jeremy Lamb coming off an injury hasn't really shown to be the guy that that he's been in the past. He's still very young. I think he's twenty nine years old. He might which is be very young. surprising. He might be younger than that. No, he's twenty nine, which he is, is very. Yeah. I feel like he's been playing forever. I mean, he played with Kemba Walker. Was he in the same um, Barnes? If I'm not mistaken. Was he in the same draft class as Barnes? Uh, Barnes me. was twelve. Uh, oh, it might have been eleven. Let me see. I think I think Wiggins was thirteen, and all them. Um, anyway, Jeremy Lamb was drafted in twenty twelve. Same draft as Harrison Barnes, Boom. I believe. Twelve um, overall pick. Yeah, I mean he he's a shooter when he's at his best. I think this season he's shooting like thirty percent from three, so he's he's, he's trying to figure it out. But thirty uh, he's seven, a very bad season. Thirty seven percent from the field, thirty three percent from yeah. three. But last, well last night again, one yeah. game. Yeah, one but, game. Had five assists, had fifteen points. I think um, if again if he can just be a, a nice spark plug on, on off the bench, um, come in get eight points or whatever, hit a couple threes. Uh, he's really not known for his defense, but at least he has some length. Um, and that, I, I'm going to hit on that later for sure, but I, I really like the length that the, the Kings acquired in this deadline. Um, I, I think the Kings got got themselves two really good role players that they can throw in and and uh, give some good minutes, and they really aren't players that the Kings have had um, in recent memory. I mean, they're kind of in the ilk of like Kent Bazemore a little bit um, in terms of being a bench guy who can come in, give some energy, hit some shots, um, and maybe surprise you with having a really good game. Um, but I really like the haul of getting those two guys, just really solid players um, who you really shouldn't expect too much from, but at the same time um, should give you something that is that would make your you know that could that could win you a couple ball games. And with twenty five games to go, they're really not asking for for these guys to to completely turn around their seasons. They're just kind of like we just need some good games here. We just need you guys to to string. You know what? The Kings are two and a half games yeah. back of the play-in right they, now. They, they just—they needed depth. Yeah, they need—they needed depth. Point blank, they needed to deepen this roster. They, I, I, I think Shemezi Metu still could be a guy that gets some minutes, mm-hmm. but uh, especially now that the Kings have Trey Lyles, who I believe should get those minutes over Shemezi. But we'll get to that when we get to those guys. But uh, the team needed depth. They addressed those needs today. Mm-hmm. They and, and on Tuesday they brought in depth, and those guys are. And again, Holiday's under contract next year, which is is. Mm-hmm. That's intriguing to me because he is a guy I think that could be a, a good piece on your team. He's been kind of a glue guy everywhere he's been. He's won a championship in Golden State. He was kind of a fringe rotation player at that time. But um, every stop he's, he's made, he's made an impact, and he's he stuck around the league for a reason. I think he's mm-hmm. 32, 33. Yep. Um, all the holidays can ball. I know yep. that we always talked about having a holiday brother. A third, the the Aaron. youngest one got traded today as well. Yeah, he's playing well too, yeah. Aaron. 
But we, we've always talked about how we wanted a holiday, and I think you still want a Lopez brother, which that dream did not come true no, today. No, I saw Robin Lopez was supposed to uh, warrant a first-round draft pick if he was going to get picked from what? Uh, Milwaukee. Or Milwaukee from uh, Orlando. Yeah, They want a first-round pick for yeah, Robin which Lopez? Is very surprising because there's a lot of uh, chatter that he's probably going to be a buyout candidate. So. Is, he, is he averaging a lot of points that I'm not aware of? He's like, just is a he boss. I mean, you just want you should want a Lopez brother on your you know, team. Like, he's having a really good year. Robin Lopez, 8.2 points, 3.8 rebounds, 57% from the field, 40% from three. 25 games, granted, but, mm-hmm. I mean, he's playing well when he plays, so. I'm a big Lopez guy. I, I need one over here at one point. At some point. At some point. Maybe next deadline. But um, I love the move to bring in Holiday and Lamb. I, I mo- Specifically Holiday. I mean, Lamb, I don't know if he's a guy who, who even will be playing in the rotation fully now that we have the new guys that are coming over um, in the in the Bagley deal. But it, it's it's nice to just see that, that we're not going to have to roll out the same guys and have to, Marvin Bagley and Buddy Hill specifically are not going to have minutes. It's, again, where I really feel sad that TD is not playing because TD would probably be starting on this team right now. Mm. If not starting, he'd be playing the Buddy Heald 25, 30 minutes per game. So he, I could see him starting. I mean, I like him. I, like I don't that. think they're, you know... We'll we'll get into it, but I don't think DiVincenzo's had a spectacular season. He's still trying to recover from his injury. Yeah, a bad I, ankle injury. Yeah, but I, could, I could see TD slot slotting in that two spot. Um, I like the idea yeah. of. Well, I guess. I mean, do you have anything else on on the Sabonis trade? Or yeah, I kind of just want to know. Uh, you know, and I know you said Before we get in rotation. Yeah, we'll, we'll get in the rotation stuff later. But I just want to make sure we 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 squash this bug. Yeah. Um. And you obviously said, and you're completely right that it's going to take. It honestly might take a whole whole careers to figure out who won, who lost this trade. But uh, just in terms of value, do you feel like the Kings? Not not even. What do you, what do you as a value trade? What do you think? I think that the fact that Sabonis number one, uh, he's making as much money or maybe a little less than Buddy Heald. Mm-hmm. Less. He is making less. That is astoundingly horrifying. I don't know other other adjectives I can use. Now. <laughs> it's it's amazing that the Kings were able to to bring in a guy like that who's on a Buddy Heel type contract by giving up Buddy Heel. Mm-hmm. That's just a guy. Uh, and you have to give up Tyrese, but just the fact that they took Buddy back is the point I'm trying to make. That, I'm going to say this off the top of my head, like looking at absolutely zero numbers. I would say Sabonis has to be the most valuable in terms of his contract. Center star in the league. I mean, I don't know what you want to call him. Whatever star, he's the best player I mean, okay. for his contract he's number a, in the league. If pe- you, people were dunking on when I said that he was a an elite big, and people like were dunking on. I think it was Pacers fans dunking on uh-huh. it though, because maybe they were having he's underwhelmed, yeah. been under, underwhelming for them. But this man does things that nobody else in the league can yeah. do. And one, I pulled up the numbers. One other per- Jokic is the only Jokic. other person who does what Jokic he does. or Giannis. If you want to split it the other way, yeah. and I'm not comparing. Sabonis to Jokic or Giannis, no. but Demontis Sabonis is on these top lists in these triple mm-hmm. doubles, these these re, the rebound lists. Everybody around him is all is an all star. And by the way, he is a two time all star. Mm-hmm. He made it back to back seasons, and this year has been a better year than he had last year when he was an all star. Mm-hmm. The only reason why he's not playing in that game is because of the fact that Indiana's nineteen and thirty seven. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I agree. He, he is total a total value guy. I think I think it's nineteen million this year, mm-hmm. and then twenty the next two years. Mm-hmm. Twenty million, then twenty million. So they have under contract for two more years, which is huge. And we talked about Tyrese, how much you love being in Sacramento. Hey, you hear the sound bites from from Sabonis last night. Man, 
And I saw a picture the, the night they landed, which was during Tuesday's game when no one knew they were here. Sabonis already had a King shirt on. Mm-hmm. The other guys didn't, which is that's not a knock to them. But the guy seems genuinely excited to be here. And in the, the post game conference last night, he said he wants to be here. It's mm-hmm. like I found a place like that I I feel love. Which again, he's probably saying that just to to pump up the crowds a little bit. But I don't know, man. I mean, if you watch the game, I mean, with, Frankie, I know you didn't watch the game yesterday. Uh, I gotta be honest, I, I, <laughs> I was tapping in and out for certain points because there's there's so many. A you lot are, of I mean, things going on. We have we have a job to yeah. do, you know. Um. I was joking. I'm, okay, I'm going to say I, um, I think he legitimately is happy to be. I mean, if you look at his play on the court, he was throwing high fives, hugging people, laughing, smiling pretty much the entire game. Just was was really making a conscious effort to be a good teammate. Um, Justin Holiday. Do you know who else was smiling? De'Aaron Fox was smiling. De'Aaron Fox was smiling. I haven't seen De'Aaron Fox smile You've been in more press, post-game press conferences than I have, especially waiting for Fox. Um, I haven't seen that man smile, I think, all season. It was so fun to see them have fun. Yeah. It was so fun to watch them in the embrace at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Like, Sabonis is definitely definitely an energy guy. He mm-hmm. is definitely an energy guy. Like, yeah. He's playing with fire and passion mm-hmm. out there. And then you had Johnny Drama from Entourage after the game. Entourage. Entourage. <laughs> dapping him up in the tunnel. It's super fun. But... Justin Holiday too. I mean, how many times yesterday did Justin Holiday mention a the team? He was he could not have said more positive things about uh, the, the reception that he got, both from the fans, but specifically uh, from his teammates. Was just like, I mean, he. I think no, he did. He said, "quote unquote," this is the easiest transition I have ever had in this league. Uh, uh, as I transition into a man um, from a boy, from a boy, um, he he is. He's very excited. I think I, I don't know. Jeremy Lamb didn't seem too thrilled yesterday well, during his press he conference. Might be, but whatever. he might just I mean, be. I'm not going to read into. He that might at all. just be soft spoken. Yes, but no, for sure. He's probably also like, why am I up here when yeah. Domas is freaking? You know, do you, y'all want to talk to and him? And that's what's super big about bringing Holiday, Lamb, Sabonis together. Mm-hmm. They mentioned too how big it was, specifically Holiday and Sabonis too. I think Sabonis said he doesn't know what he would do without these guys with him. And Holiday said kind of the same thing. Like I'm just happy we're all together. It makes the process easier. And also, there, there's familiar, familiarity with Holiday and Gentry, mm-hmm. who they won, a, they, they, won a champ- well. they won a championship together in Golden State. So the fact that you get that aspect of it, and then you get the, the toxicity of Buddy Heald yes. and Marvin yeah. Bagley out of it, yeah. the, the locker room has to be, the morale has to be an all-time high right now. Has to be, mm-hmm. and I know it's one game, and I don't want to overreact, but I'm just saying, just on these things alone, we have three guys that come in, who seem genuinely happy, two of the three, not to knock on Jeremy Lamb, two of the three seem super yes, happy to be yes. here. Jeremy Lamb also, I'm sure, he's probably indifferent. Just, yeah. you know, he's, he's happy to be with a, a team with Sabonis also, and De'Aaron Fox. I believe his contract's up at the end of this up, year. He's probably like, you know, I'm here for two months. Indiana's out of the playoff. Indiana, I believe, is out of the playoff race. Mm-hmm. The Kings are two and a half out of the play-in. So, hey, yeah. why not embrace it? But... No, I, I think the culture change is starting to happen, and it's yeah. it's happening mm-hmm. right now. Well, and we've heard whispers um, around the building that uh, De'Aaron Fox was not too thrilled with the fact that Marvin and, and Buddy were, were still around on this roster um, come the start of the season because they obviously did not want to be here. Um, and I think that's a big reason why we haven't seen De'Aaron Fox for uh, the past week. Or so. No, he was out for um, three weeks. Yeah, however long it was, it was eight games or not, was it nine games he ended up missing? Uh, eight games. Eight games he ended up missing, uh, and I think that was a big part of it. Was just like, hey man, like 
we need to get these guys who don't want to be here out of here because I really do think that they were bringing the entire team down, the team morale, and um, just off of the appearance of last night, and I think you and I have been saying this for a while now, just getting new blood in the building, getting guys who, who with fresh eyes, fresh excitement, um, is really big. You know, it, it just makes things feel new. It makes it feel like it's not just day after day, you know, slugfest of, of geez, how are we, you know, why are we, it just felt like they were running into a wall every day. I'm sure. I mean, you know, we're not with them every day at practice. And um, I just feel like, you know, especially towards the end of this deadline here, you could just tell that, that it was just a waiting game for so many people. It was, it was literally, it was rock bottom. We talk about it a lot, rock bottom, but I think one of our episodes was. It was. Yeah, rock bottom. And then three weeks, the next, the following three weeks proceeded to keep getting. No, it was was horrible. Further and further. Horrible. To rock bottom. Seven game losing streak. They lost 12 of 14. Um, It's, it's crazy to think about where we were then and where we are now. And now we, we won one game, and this can all be, <laughs> look where we are now. Look where we are now. It look all, at us. It Didn't all, think we were going to be here. <laughs> not me. It could all be erased when Kyle Kuzma drops 40 on the Kings on Saturday and Ugh, they lose. But stop. it's it's going to be super interesting to see how these guys respond and play together. And I'll assume that the new guys should be active for Saturday because you have yeah. today, tomorrow, all day Saturday to get these guys where they need to go. And mm-hmm. especially that most of them are on the East Coast. I don't know where Milwaukee and Detroit were on their road trips, but I'd imagine that they were on the East Coast. Um, Point is, they have a full 48 hours to get in uniform, and Sabonis in in Holiday and Lamb, they got traded, I don't think it was in a full day, and they were already Mm -hmm. playing for the Kings. So it's going to be super interesting, interesting to see these guys play together, see how things mesh, but we know that I think... I think De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis, they might be the new one-two punch. It might be the new Fox and the Ox, right? How do you feel Not about that name? Not a fan. Not a fan. I mean, it's just it doesn't make sense. It like, does it feel forced? It definitely feels forced, but a lot of but things, said a lot it. of things here. De'Aaron, De'Aaron, De'Aaron didn't say let's call ourselves the Fox no, and the Ox. No, he did not. He said he is an Ox, which is also a you str- just don't like fun. Who, what like? How is an Ox just like ready? You're just ready to throw that animal out. I don't. When was the last time you you were like, you know what? I don't see a lot. I think oxes are underrated. Oxen. You know, there's an ox emoji. Yes. Very strange. I had no idea. Also, what's the difference between an ox and a bull? Is there a difference? These are the questions that I need to (laughs) Do oxes not like red either? Is that even true? I don't know. Who knows? We need fact checked. And any the, any bulls experts yes. out there? Not Chicago. Not, bulls not Chicago. Fans out there. <laughs> we should call Michael Jordan. <laughs> and so it's funny. The bulls are red. They are. But don't yeah. bulls not like red? Hey man, that's that's how that's how real the bulls are. They're like, hey, we we, we aren't afraid of our fears. Yeah, no, we're, <laughs> we we're we confronting steer our fears. right into them. The king should no just pun wear, intended. The king, the king should just wear the king should just wear jerseys saying playoffs on them. And it'll be the same thing. No. That's that's not funny. On that note, that's not funny. Speaking of playoffs, <laughs> that's not funny. Speak, speaking, speaking of speaking of playoffs, uh, now today, a deal what that I'll admit this bonus deal with the emotions I felt down mm-hmm. only because of the fact that Tyrese was traded. I think everybody kind of felt down at first. This trade has to be the most exciting. Like the knee jerk reaction from everybody was Monty McNair has won the trade deadline. Monty McNair deserves <laughs> a statue. Monty McNair is the the god of Sacramento. He flips Marvin Bagley, one player. I'd imagine one of those second-round picks that went to Milwaukee is one of ours as well. 
I think just because so. it uh, my uh, my only input on this. Sorry, I'll let you finish. Good. But my I'll only finish, input but... when when the trade happened was this doesn't make any sense. It for Chris? for the best way for the Kings, it just didn't make sense. It still doesn't. They they. I mean, Marvin could go if that's the thing. That's Detroit saying. Well, they. I mean, of course, Milwaukee. There's four teams in this deal, but with Marvin, them acquiring Marvin and, and giving up the guys they gave up, it's saying you know we're gonna take a chance on this guy. We're gonna start him. We're gonna let him play here with um, with Sadiq Bay. Jeremy Grant is still there, so they have a decent core still. Marvin and at the five. Marvin at the five. Marvin at the five. Well, Isaiah Stewart's still there. Yeah, I would imagine you. I could He's be wrong. Well. But I, I would think you'd you'd play Mar- Marvin's the more talented player. Sure, but I think that, that it's just the Kings trade Marvin Bagley and get three players back in return. Mm-hmm. They get Dante Divincenzo, mm-hmm. who Speak Kings Kings Twitter has been salivating over getting this guy since the, the bogey trade fell through. Monty McNair must have been. He must. He, he just must, wrote it on his wall or like yeah. on his mirror every day. Probably since like, the Houston days. Get, like, get Dante. Where was he drafted? I wondered when he was in Houston. Did did Houston just miss out on getting him or something? Mm. Divincenzo was drafted seventeenth. Houston. I don't think Houston even had a first round pick that year. Probably not because that no, was they didn't. Where, that was in the Chris Paul days when they traded every pick they had for the next thirty years. They didn't have a first round pick, so I'm going to assume he had eyes for him. He had eyes for Dante Divincenzo. Mm-hmm. Dante Divincenzo. He watched that national championship game, and he was like, oh, hey, he did. Boy. He went stupid in that that March Madness. Yes, I believe he dropped thirty in that game. Yeah, which I, um, hasn't. I don't think been done since. No, he's a good player, man. And then you you, you couple that with Trey Lyles, who has had, I think, statistically his best season in a long, the best season of his career so far, from a points per game standpoint: ten point four points, four point eight rebounds. 45% from the field, 30% from three. He's a guy I think they, he used to be a stretch four. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's six foot nine, 234, big guy. Mm-hmm. So he's probably going to play the back of four minutes now. And then you get Josh Jackson, who was he was selected one pick ahead of De'Aaron Fox. Mm-hmm. So now you have the fourth and fifth pick from the 2017 draft playing together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trey Lyles on my fantasy basketball team. Very so so I've had I've been keeping an eye on him for. About a month or two now, and uh, yeah, I mean, just <clears throat> just a super solid guy. He's been putting up, you know, ten to sixteen points a game and about five to seven rebounds Fantasy on points a night. Or real points? No, real rebounds. Well, like it, yeah. points. Like he's, at, well, he's points, averaging. Yeah, it's eleven and five that matches up. Yeah, that's pretty good. Though. It definitely no, and it's been really consistent. He's uh, you know not somebody who really in in, in relatively I think low minutes uh never really getting too many games over 30 minutes and and still putting up some really solid numbers um a guy, a Kentucky guy uh which is great I believe uh I don't even want to say it cuz now I'm not sure but I think he might have played with De'Aaron Fox uh at Kentucky it Trey might Lyles? have yeah it was either Fox or he played with Willie. No, he no. was drafted in 15, which was would have been... Cat? It might have been Cat. No. F- I remember see. him at Kentucky. Um, it was Cat. You're right. It was okay, Cat. It was Cat and Willie. Here. Yeah. Wow, they had a b- bunch of bigs in that team. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he was really good. I mean, he, he was an interesting player. He's not the most athletic, which I think um, is what holds him back from being, you know, something really special. But um, he's a pretty clunky mover. But he, he's, he's a solid, solid four. 
um, who is undersized, but with that undersize, um, you know, is has some speed, has some length, and I'm again not a player honest. that the Kings have. I've always wanted Trey Lyles to be on the Kings since since yeah. his since his days back in Utah. Yeah, I've always was, wanted Trey Lyles to be he on the Kings. Went from Utah to Denver, San Antonio, right to the Spurs, oh, okay, to, and yeah. this is his first year being on like a non. I mean, San Antonio made the play-in last year, mm-hmm. but this is his first year being like on a non-playoff team. Yeah. And he's a guy, again, who brings experience. And he's not even that old. I thought for no, some, re- for no, some no. reason, I thought he was like 31, 32. Yeah. No. I'm at, no. I'm, is I'm he even the, like 25, tw- no, 27? He, he, he's I mean? 26. Yeah. I'm of the point where I think every player that I've, I've heard of for the last yeah. four <laughs> years, they got to be 31. they got to be 32. No, Jeremy Lamb, Trey Lyles, these are all guys in their 20s. Tw- DiVincenzo, obviously, is another guy. I think he's 25. So yeah. the Kings, all guys on the same timeline now too. They, as they well. get younger, I think, overall by moving Tristan Thompson yes, and Buddy Heald. They're two oldest players on the team, and they move. Then they move Tyrese and Marvin, who are kind of yeah. young. It might, two it might, players, that yeah. might level out. It might even out. I'm not gonna put. But if anything, that I together. think that's a good thing. I mean, I, I a huge problem, not problem, but um, thing that I I was afraid of is that you know when you're relying on. You know, Tyrese Halliburton is 21 years old. Almost 22. Uh, almost 22. You're going to wait four more years for Tyrese to be hitting his quote-unquote prime, you know, generally when people hit his prime. Um, and that's, you know, not saying Tyrese can't be great leading up to that as well, but uh, you're just, you're at mercy. We've seen it with De'Aaron Fox. I mean, it took De'Aaron three to four years to really get to this amazing 20-plus point-a-game score. Uh, and now we have a bunch of guys who are in, entering their prime or about to enter their prime and hopefully that that leads to them playing the best basketball of of their careers all at the same time. Um, so that'll be that'll be an interesting thing to uh, to follow up on. But um, we were uh, Divincenzo. Yes, I was like, what were we talking about? We were- He's. I mean, out of everything that's today, today he he mm-hmm. is the marquee name. He's yes. the marquee name today. Sabonis and and Divincenzo. So one two. When you look at the deadline and you kind of summarize it as the Kings gave up Tyrese Halliburton. Marvin Bagley, Buddy Heald, those are the, well, Tristan Thompson's kind of a throw in, but you bring back those two. Mm-hmm. I think if you were to ask me that a week ago, I probably would say, like, my, my initial reaction would be like, I don't know about Tyrese, but you have to really think about it. They got an all star center. They have a player in DiVincenzo who they were originally in a trade for Bogdan Bogdanovich yeah. for. Who is is I, is be, is not as good as Tyrese? I will but also say this is not the Divincenzo that we would have traded for at that time. Not yet. Yes, not yet. He's, that is that is on the nose. No injury injury excuses for sure. But when you look at his last full, I think he can. There's no reason why he can't get back to that kind of production. He, he averaged six rebounds a game as a guard mm-hmm. last year. Yeah, ten and, and six, right? Uh, he averaged ten, yeah. six, three assists, one point one steals. The guy can play defense. Yep. He's super active on defense. I think he's an anticipatory defender like Tyrese was yep. too. He really likes to cut off the passing lane. He's yep. kind of like a cornerback out there. Um, but when you think about the Kings guards right mm-hmm. now, De'Aaron Fox, Davion Mitchell, DiVincenzo, Justin Holiday, and Jeremy Lamb, I feel good about that. Mm-hmm. I feel good about those guards. Yeah. Because you have shooting. You know that DiVincenzo, he's not a knockdown shooter right now. He's been struggling, but he is capable of becoming a knockdown shooter. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Lamb has had a career making himself a sharp, not a sharp shooter, but mm-hmm. he's a guy that can knock him down. He, we saw last night, he, I think he made three or, or four of nine. Mm-hmm. Um, not quite Buddy Heald-esque. I think he only had one moment where people were like, what the hell are you doing? It was when he had like a jump travel kind of thing. Yeah. But the, the guards, before the team didn't have any depth at the mm-hmm. guard position. 
the Kings, I think we saw it after the trade, they only had Jemias Ramsey, which he was released today by the Kings, along mm-hmm. with Bobby Woodard. Um, mm-hmm. I have to give him an honorary goodbye later. <laughs> um, but now, again, frustrating Terrence Davis can't play, but De'Aaron Fox is your point guard. Davion Mitchell, I'm going to assume, unless Gentry wants to I'll run him at the two. Yeah. He should be the backup guard. Yeah. I, love have, I love the idea of having Davion, um, DiVincenzo, in that second unit, mm-hmm. and I, I'm okay with interchangeable. Either Holiday or DiVincenzo mm-hmm. are going to start, but it makes more sense to me just to have depth. Mm-hmm. That that's a good bench having Davion Mitchell and Dante DiVincenzo as your two guards off the bench. Mm-hmm. That's defense. Davion's been shooting the ball better. DiVincenzo's not really a scorer, but we've seen he can play make two, three assists per game in in that limited time. But it's Monty said, "Hey, what's you want depth? I'll get you depth." And boy, they didn't have any. They didn't have any. No, they didn't have any, and they've really turned it into a lot. And the thing that I really like is all of these guys are NBA basketball players. Like, this is not Chemezi Metu, who's fringe, you know, probably doesn't get minutes on half of the NBA teams. Um, These are all guys who would play for just about every, you know, in some role, would play for just about every team in the NBA. Um, And I think, you know, that's, again, not something that you could have said about the Kings at the start of the year. No. The, the depth is is exciting. Uh, you have and they're all interchangeable too. You you mentioned Holiday at the two. He there's no reason why he can't play. I, he should play the two. I think I think that would be my preferred position for him. But he's played most of this season for Indiana at the three. Uh, same with Jeremy Lamb. Jeremy Lamb's another guy. He can he can play that too. Uh, he can play the three. Um, who else did we get here? Josh Jackson can play the three, mm-hmm. the four. Uh, Trey Lyles is a how, guy who can maybe scoot down are, to the three. How high are you on Josh? Not higher, but where are you on Josh Jackson? I mean, I know the expectations are low, but basement, basement level. So excitement. Is he even going to play? Is my point <laughs> very but, doubtful? It's probably. I think Mo Harkless is proved. Like I think yeah. if he didn't get hurt, he probably would be starting. Yeah. Well, maybe that's the thing. I mean, I don't want to get ahead of our. We can kind of go over it real quick, no, I guess. I mean, Why not? Well, I mean, we, we've we don't about need to break everybody. down Josh yeah, Jackson's game. We'll, we'll get game. to the guys that are leaving. No, later. for sure. And I, I want to go over some Rashawn stuff too, mm-hmm. real quick. Yes. Just about that's a that's a big question, but that'll bring us to the rotation. What is your ideal starting rotation, and what is your ideal closing rotation? Um, man, that's a good question. I feel like I have the I have the roster out in front of me too. If you want the roster out in front of you, you can go to the no. the website. And it's on there. I can. Mm. I, I mean, first? obviously Fox first. Um, I'm I'm gonna say Divincenzo starting at the two. I've seen a lot of interesting things going on at the three. I've seen some people uh, put Mo Harkless in there. I've seen uh, people uh, put put uh, uh, Harrison Barnes at the three. I think I definitely want Barnes at the four, Sabonis at the five, just to see how it works. I honestly don't think that's the best answer. I would like to see everyone's very confident that the Sabonis Holmes thing um, isn't going to work out in terms of spacing. I'm not so confident that it's not going to work out. I feel like both of those players are are smart enough to figure it out. And I think uh, Rashawn has shown the ability. I mean, he has not taken a push shot in what feels like months. Sabonis had a lefty push um, out last he did, night. He did. But I think if, if Rashawn can get that push shot back, that does create some space um, down in the block. I, I don't know. I, I think I would like to see our best five guys out there, and I think that at this moment is Fox, uh, DiVincenzo, Barnes, Sabonis, and Holmes. I'm very intrigued of a starting lineup of 
Fox, Holiday, Harkless, Barnes, and Sabonis. Mm. It's not the sexiest lineup, but the defense is there. The defense is there in, in Harkless, Holiday. Barnes isn't really a plus defender anymore, and De'Aaron has been pretty horrible. But See, um, at that point, that's where I worry about spacing. Again, but yeah, but also a closing lineup to me, and this is kind of a small ball closing lineup. Again, this is all pending on a matchup, but if you roll De'Aaron, Davion, um, DiVincenzo, mm-hmm. HB, and Sabonis, mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. But then again, I think if they the can get away with lack. that, absolutely. That's um, small ball. But it's three just, guards, man. It's three guards. <laughs> it's, a, it's a three guard lineup that we've talked about. Yep. Instead of it being Tyrese now, though, it's, it's, it's DiVincenzo. Yep. And I don't, that's, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing because who's the playmaker in the scenario now? It's probably De'Aaron Fox. I mean, the ball is yeah. going to be in his hands, as we know, but DiVincenzo isn't really a guy who creates his no. own offense. No. Uh, Davion Mitchell, we've seen he can, and I feel actually pretty confident in him mm-hmm. if he needs to. We saw he scored almost 20 a game as the primary ball handler. Mm-hmm. So that's just the thing. But the, the thing that's so fun about this, and you and I are kind of spitballing back and forth, is they have options. Mm-hmm. They 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 can they can. They've pl- never had this many off. Honestly, I can't. Bl- I completely forgot. I should have looked at the lineup. I like Trey Lyle starting at the four. Is, has he been a guy that starts a lot over yeah, his career? I, I believe no, not over his career. Definitely not over. Only his career, one year. But- San Antonio, he started fifty three games, but he's primarily been a bench guy. Yeah, I think he's been in the sixth man of the year. Uh, he's gotten some votes each year because mm. in two thousand eighteen, uh, he averaged ten points a game, five rebounds. Uh, an assist, 50% from the field and 39% from three. Yeah. I think the problem with starting Lyles and Barnes um, is rebounding, of course. You you then pretty much are just relying on Sabonis to grab every rebound under the sun, which I think he, you know, he, I think he would be more than willing to do. Um, but yes, to your point, just so much versatility in the lineup. Uh, not something that we've had before in the past of just, again, how long have I been complaining about the lack of forward depth? And now we have so many guys who can just interchange between the two, the three, the four. Um, Interchangeable is a great word. Just it's it's so perfect. I mean, positionless basketball. You can run out whatever lineups you want, pretty much with with the guys available. And if you're looking for, you know, a more defensive lineup, you could go Mitchell, Divincenzo, Holiday, Barnes, and Holmes, or something like that. I don't know. I think. Uh, the center position. The well, thing that's that this a good team, transition. The thing that this team is missing still, desperately, desperately. Besides shooting, shooting, I would probably put as their second biggest need. Rim protection is just not there. Yeah, and I know Damian Jones and Alex Len do what they can, and they probably will still be called on in those scenarios. Spots probably yeah. only Alex Len for rim protecting. I feel kind of I feel for Damian Jones and Rashawn Holmes, which we're going to get into the center stuff in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel for Damian Jones, who was playing really well, and he had earned that backup center position to Rashawn. And Rashawn, obviously, having the injuries he's had and, and whatnot, have really kind of muddied that process. And it's been a, it's been a lost season for Rashawn. Mm-hmm. And kind of a lost situation yeah. for Rashawn, really, yeah. when you talk about where, where we were when he signed with mm-hmm. the Kings and off of the year he, after the year he had in the start to the season he had, it's really he's really come crashing down to earth. And mm-hmm. I feel for him. He's a very nice guy, very positive. He loves the city of Sacramento. He also is a guy that loves to be here. And I know that in his family today, they they his mom and brother in in specific, they they came out and said, like, you know, thank God, Sacramento proud and stuff. They they probably want him to stay here. As mm-hmm. maybe Rashawn does too, but at the same time, 
for a minute this morning. Well, for the whole whole morning, really, whole not million. for a minute. Yeah. I, I I kind of for him for his sake want him to be in a, a different position, a, de- a better situation for him to play because he's earned that. He earned. He has earned a starting role somewhere for sure. I mean, he he's. It's um. <laughs> It's unfortunate for him that he gets paid, honestly, what he does because I think it makes it a little bit more palatable to bring him off the bench. $10 million isn't great for a bench player, but at the same time, you know, at least you're not paying him 15 to 17 like we were kind it is of what, it is worried what, about. It's what we originally signed him for back in 2019, though. Yeah, They signed him to be a backup to Dwayne Dedman. Mm-hmm. Woof. But it's it can't, it's, it can't be fully out of the question to say – Maybe this can work. Maybe Sabonis and Holmes could be a two-headed oh, yeah. monster as yeah. far as starter bench. That is really good center depth. That's mm-hmm. probably the best center depth in the entire NBA. Sabonis yeah, an mean, all-star and Holmes off the need bench. Centers really badly, and which is honestly yeah, why I'm shocked that's, that that uh, that um, Rashawn didn't end up getting moved because I think uh, obviously Charlotte's a team that that was looking at him in the off season and and was kind of room. I guess we'll find out more as as the days come but and they went and got Montrez, right yeah exactly um it seems like uh toronto also had some interest in him maybe uh there was talks of or i say talks who did toronto get today um they traded Drogic to the spurs he's getting bought out getting bought out there's so many deals that kind of came in i have to go over yeah. the whole thing but i think we finished our work yeah. and just came around to record but no it's 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 something that i think that is going to be interesting to see how rashawn responds to it i'm sure he'll say all the right things mm-hmm. and, and he'll go into whatever role he's given to help the team. 12 minutes last night, I think. Yeah, but I think that also that might have been some... You never know if he's going to get traded or not. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Rashawn's family, yeah. family didn't put those tweets out last night saying, thank God Sacramento proud. Rashawn's playing. We're not getting traded. I think it's always in the back of everyone's minds, even Gentry and the front office saying, you know, we need bodies tonight and use them if you need to. But mm-hmm. Is Marvin still playing on Saturday? You know, <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> Pre-game, Coach Gentry... He, I asked him what the status of Marvin was, and he said, "Yeah, you know, I think uh, he like paused. He's like, I think he'll be, I think he'll be available on Saturday, <laughs> wherever Detroit is, he will be. <laughs> so I don't think it'll be Washington, but it'll be somewhere. So I'm glad. I'm overall glad Rashawn Holmes is still here, though. He is a Definitely. player I love having on this team. Just the, the passion he brings, the effort is is you can't question it. It's just a question of what is Alvin Gentry going to do." with all these centers and Alex Len, we've known he's out of the rotation. I think he's okay with that, but he's accepted that he is a guy that won't be starting or coming off the bench. He's just going to be a guy that's kind of there in case you need emergency rim protecting. Uh, Damian Jones might still be a guy that we see for four minutes a game. If, if one of Rashawn or DeMontis gets into to foul trouble. So centers on centers, the Kings have a bunch of guys that are interchangeable at multiple positions. It's something that we've wanted for a long time, they still don't have like a true point guard, I guess, no, behind De'Aaron, not. A, 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 a true playmaker. But De'Aaron has been that guy before. Mm-hmm. He'll have to be that again. And yeah. last night, though, well, here's the thing: we do have a play, another playmaker, but he's six foot eleven. Boy, and and watching him play last night in person, especially, I don't, I, I haven't watched highlights or anything like that. I haven't either. I'm excited to watch him again. on screen, but I haven't seen somebody. I'd imagine it's probably what Jokic looks like, but when he has the ball, just constantly, it's moving. It's, you know, he, he's just, he's trying to get, he palms he's just trying it like to, a baseball. He's trying to manipulate the defense. And I just, you can see, you can legitimately see him processing everything. 
um, in the best way. You can see him, you know, oh, he he reacted to me slightly moving the ball to the left. Like, I can now take him right. Uh, just, just like, next-level type uh, intuition and IQ. And something that I didn't realize that I hadn't seen from a Kings player. I mean, I don't even know if DeMarcus had this kind of vision, but just uh, Sabonis would take the ball down into the post, do a move, and, like, he would still like he would do the move and then still be looking to see if he can dump it off or is he going to continue the move and try and score just always 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 looking for the right play never you know Marvin back I mean Marvin's the obvious uh you know counter to this of he puts his head down if he decides he's going to make a move to the basket He's going to do the move, and he's going to put the shot up. It's already been decided. It's going to happen. With Sabonis, you can see him constantly scanning the floor, uh, always looking for somebody, an open cutter. Um, and I just think that that's the kind of stuff that, like, it's it's going gonna, it's gonna to change the way the team plays. I mean, already, I think last night, uh, they, they set the season high for points in the paint. I think we're going to see a lot of people cutting. I think DiVincenzo might be somebody that we see – uh, show something that he hasn't shown uh, in the league. He's he's obviously been in Milwaukee. They have a couple good players down in Milwaukee, so uh, he just hasn't a really yeah, just a few. Um, so he really hasn't had the opportunity to 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 shine like that. And um, something that I remember sticking out like a sore thumb in that in that uh, national championship game uh, was just Divincenzo's athleticism. Like that fool can leap, and if if he's gonna you know, be somebody cutting. If Fox is going to be a cutter, uh, Harrison Barnes has shown the ability. He, he I think Harrison's probably going to be more of a spot up guy than he even was before. Um, but just, I mean, he's a hustle guy. Know. It's, it's David just also a hustle guy. So and the Kings, good. the Kings need more hustle guys. And Very excited to see what, what happens moving forward just with how the team plays together. Um, because it's just, it, for the past, I mean, really since Luke Walton's been here, it just the offense at no point looked fluid. It never looked like the guys were were out there playing. It always looked like it was a lot of just running around and no one really having purpose. Um, and it seems like now everyone's going to be, at least for the time being, uh, re- rejuvenated on offense. It's a fun time. It is. It's a fun time, and everybody yeah. should be. I mean, I'm not going to tell you how to how to feel, but. I think that you should be excited about the fact that this front office went out, they listened to the cries for help, and they made an unpopular decision that could turn out to, with trading Tyrese, that could turn out to be a very popular decision if the Kings are to go on a run and make the the postseason this year, or if they just open up next season with a lot of these guys like DiVincenzo and Sabonis and Holiday, and they're good, and they just are good the entire season, and we don't have to have this conversation again at the deadline. We just go into the season and can maybe even stand pat with a good roster like some of these teams have done, mm-hmm. not counting the Lakers. I don't know what the hell they were thinking by not making any moves. Um, Nobody but, wants their guys. Well, <laughs> you know, I can't I, imagine people want to take on that Horton-Tugger contract. I can't imagine that's anybody on this great t- green earth wants to take She didn't on. get moved. That's right. He was yeah. re- mentioned a lot, with mm-hmm. whether it was Buddy Heald or to the, to the – I think it was to the Knicks. The Knicks mm-hmm. wanted him. Allegedly. Um, as we close the, the trade deadline stuff, though, what would you give – what grade are you giving Monty McNair? We give him a B plus. Um, I obviously, you know, to to bring in a talent like Sabonis, a player like Sabonis, that's I mean that just factually hasn't been done before here in Sacramento to get a prove as somebody who is as proven as that uh, two time All Star. Obviously, 
Um, and really nice, just everybody who he got, with the exception, I would say, of Josh Jackson, is is a really solid player that we know that they're going to come in here and they're not going to just lay an egg. It's not a, oh, I hope this guy can figure, you know, pretty much like like we're going to say with Josh Jackson. Josh Jackson's a guy that we're hoping figures something out because he's really just been a very inefficient shooter, uh, you know, doesn't really get to the rim that well, doesn't really, you know, stand out on defense or anything like that, doesn't really have a specific role. All the other guys we've lit- listed out, we know at least something that you know that that they can hang their hat on as a player, um, and that's again not something that we've been able to say for the entire past here in Sacramento. Um, we've brought in a lot of project guys, a lot of guys who, you know, are are big swings and uh, high risk, high reward kind of guys, and and um, it's just it's just good to see them bring in solid guys because at the moment the ship is sinking. They don't need you know to bring in they didn't need to do a Jeremy Grant trade as well on top of everything. They just needed guys who were going to come in, be NBA players, play hard and give us a chance. We're not that far back. Give us a we're chance. not we're not asking for them to be a 5 seed, a 6 seed. No. We just need them to be solid NBA guys who are out there having fun, moving the ball and honestly just let the chips fall where they will. I mean, um I'm 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 excited to see what they're going to do. I, I would give it an A, but honestly, I I don't know how long it's going to take me to digest the fact that we traded Tyrese. And I yeah. think that's been the biggest thing from a we – we're not even going to talk about the national media perspective of this trade. No, but, I don't want to get – that would um, take me an hour. Yeah, that's that's been – Ridiculous. The, the biggest sticking point from national media is just – um, how could you get rid of this guy who is uh, who is showing all this promise? Jalen and Jacoby saying that that was a whole different a thing. DNP CD. Yeah. We're, we're not playing him, and yeah. Buddy's a great whatever. Not Anyways, getting into it, but no. I, I I do agree with the fact that it it does hurt to see the Kings get rid of a player that could potentially be as good as Tyrese Halliburton could be, um, knowing that the Kings generally don't get those kind of talents. So that is scary. Um, but at the same time, we, we got a pretty, pretty darn good talent back. So it makes it a lot more digestible and let's sum and, it up. Uh, I can do it. Let's, I, can, I can take it. Let's sum it up this way. My grade, I'm going to piggyback off your B plus. I'd give it an A. I just want to see results first. So I'm going to leave it at, at B plus until I see some results, obviously, but I'm happy with it. Mm-hmm. I'll sum it up as far as the Kings got rid of Buddy Heald. That's a win. The Kings got rid of Marvin Bagley. For multiple players, they get in return. That's a win. The Kings acquired an all-star center. That's a win. They acquired veteran depth. That's a win. They didn't part with a single solitary draft pick. First round or second round. Maybe second round. I think they might have thrown one second out. round. It hasn't came out yet. I don't no, think it's come out yet. Milwaukee Do you have a source? Well, Milwaukee had got two second round picks. Sources? I just can't. Like it did, If you do one for ones, like, okay, the Kings got... Marvin Bagley or got uh, Trey Lyles and Josh Jackson for Marvin Bagley. That was a, the deal that happened with them in the Pistons. The Kings just get Dante DiVincenzo. Well, the Bucks got Ibaka. Yeah, but the Kings. Why did why didn't the Clippers get 
DiVincenzo. Because the Clippers got. Um, I just mean like you have to. In the 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 Bucks got two second round picks. I, I'm just assuming that it was a Kings throwing a second round pick. You I don't can think, get DiVincenzo. I don't think one of those. Uh, one of them were ours. We'll have to double check. Either way, second round pick. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. The Kings didn't give one first no. round pick. They didn't get away at a pick that will break they, their backs. They got DiVincenzo and yep. Sabonis without giving up one first. The Kings round pick. could suck this year still. They could just whatever. Uh, Demonis Sabonis could. Move to LA tomorrow and just be like, I'm Ben Simmonsing this for the rest of the season, <laughs> and the Kings can lose the rest of their games, and they would still have their top five pick, yeah. and that would be great because you can add ben, that to Sabonis and Fox and all this stuff. Or Barnes, who has been playing the best basketball of his of his life once again, mm-hmm. similar to the beginning of the season. He's he's averaged I think 26 or 25 yeah. over his last five games, similar to the beginning of the year. Beginning of the season, HB is back. HB will be expiring this off season. Mm-hmm. So you have an expiring in, in HB. You have an expiring in Justin Holiday. This off season or is it next? Uh, so he'll be expiring once for next year. So like gotcha, this off season, yeah. he'll have one year on his yes, deal. Gotcha. Which means if the Kings wanted to, they could say, "Hey, we'll give you a first and an expiring really good player," mm-hmm. which is probably maybe a little more enticing to a team mm-hmm. for one year than taking on multiple years of that money. So they have assets. They have. They still have assets. They don't have. That many young young assets anymore by getting rid of Buddy and uh, Buddy. Sorry, uh, the other one. <laughs> yeah, the one. Who the the good one. Lie about his age. Yeah, yeah, the good one. Tyrese and and Marvin. They're your twenty one, twenty two year olds, and you're bringing in guys that are all over the age of twenty five. And Davion, your other most recent rookie, he's twenty three, going to be twenty four. Mm-hmm. So the Kings have assets. There is a little more veteran as there. The aspect Slightly, of it is veteran. Yeah. So. I'm I'm giving it a B plus, kind of piggyback. I give it an A. I'll give it an A if they succeed. Yes, and before we get into obituaries, let me ask you: What do you consider success for this season, or make, what do you expect from the rest of this season? Which probably make, is a I expect them unfair. Question. I expect them. I expect them to make the plan. Like if they don't make the plan, I'll be disappointed. Their, their team, their roster is too good at this point to not make the plan, especially with how bad. You imagine the, the Lakers will fall out. They, I think the catching Timberwolves the Wolves could potentially fall out. Catching the Lakers, I don't know about the T Wolves, but the catching yeah. the Lakers for sure to me yeah. seems very possible. Mm-hmm. I'm upset the Kings don't play them more, yeah. more often. I mean, haven't well, said that in a very long time. I know they just are so bad. Did you see yeah. um, who was it? Cam um, from the Suns. Cam Reynolds. Cam no. Uh, uh, Cameron Johnson. I'm blanking. Why am I blanking? Campaign. Campaign. Oh, campaign. Campaign went into his spaces last night, and I think he knows how spaces work. That's your name. <laughs> but he's like, yeah, the Lakers are the worst team in the West. Like, ain't nobody afraid of the Lakers. So, yeah, I mean, he's not wrong. Just I, how the, the league yeah. views the Lakers I'm, right now. I'm slightly afraid of the Lakers, but I mean, of LeBron James and, I'm afraid and of LeBron Anthony James. Davis. That's what I would say. In a one game playoff, I'm afraid of those guys. Oh, in a one game playoff? Yes. But how crazy would it be if the Kings were to pass them? And we're the nine seed, and they oh played. Oh my gosh! In Golden One Center, oh Nelly! Oh my goodness! Yes. Let's also not forget about the Pelicans who traded for CJ McCollum, hoping they get Zion back. They, I, if Zion comes back, maybe there's a chance that they could really make some noise. But I could see it being um, a secret. A secret, yeah. like a March fifteenth. Mm-hmm. Woes or, or Shams are going to say. Zion Williamson is targeting a yeah. t- tomorrow's game. A, and we're a just play gonna, and push. And we're just going to yeah. say, oh, great. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yep. Or he'll come back the, the next to last home game of the season when the Kings, or the last home game of the season when the Kings play the Pelicans. Next to last. Mm. Um, yeah. That's all I got. I would say that. I, I would agree with you. I, I expect them at least to make some ground in the play in. They're two and a half games back of the 10 seed right now. The Pellies. 
That seems doable. I mean, especially uh, I think I haven't looked at their their schedule coming up, I but I you. know they have a couple uh, the Kings? winnable games. Right? Well, the Kings play Washington, yes. who just traded away everybody. Spencer Dinwiddie. Everybody and, and Brad they, Beal's out for the they season. They did get KP. I don't know how he's been in. And I'm out. not really afraid yeah. of 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 Kristaps Porzingis, but then they go play Brooklyn. Who will not have James Harden? Spiraling. They will probably have Seth Curry, but they, they won't have Kyrie. They will Irving. not have Kyrie Irving in Brooklyn, or James Harden, who was traded, or Ben Simmons, or Kevin who, Durant, or Kevin Durant, and Ben Simmons is working his way back from injury. Mm-hmm. As we know, players being out for the, the the old Kings never mattered. Will it matter for this new team? Yep. Then they go play in, I believe, Mo, not Milwaukee, Chicago. Chicago sounds right, and then they come back to. Home to play. Denver. Yeah, there's three more games. Yeah, they play Denver on the 24th. Now, the Pellies have the Heat tonight. So, so what you're saying is we could be two games back by Saturday. What I'm saying is, if the Kings take care of business and do it, if they can win two of the next three, the Pelicans have Miami, San Antonio, and Toronto. So, if two of those no, three are pretty yeah. tough for them. Toronto or San Antonio could give them mm-hmm. give them an issue. Definitely, the Kings could be tied, not tied, but a half game, game mm-hmm. back. And at that point, it's it's a brand new ball game. It's a brand new ball uh, game. Yeah, should we say some moments? Uh, yeah, some let's some, some, some words. Um, pretty much only for Buddy and and Marvin. And Marvin I don't, I don't yeah. think we. Bob T-T. Bob Woodard, Jemias, TT. Um, Bob Woodard. I'll just start with him. We'll start from the bottom and work our way up. Bob yeah. Woodard. We we were so high on on him, and we thought he was going to be. Not to dunk on him right now. It's, <laughs> it's a tough day, but I was just, just, just disappointed. Yeah, I, disappointed. Yeah, I'm not sure his his career is going to end up panning out. Um, obviously, when he got drafted, the first thing that stuck out was his uh, his his frame. He's a very very muscular guy, especially coming out of college. Um, and it, you were just kind of hoping, hey, like if this guy is this big at 21, by the time he's 23, 24, he's going to be a freaking presence. Um, and you know, maybe he can. He, he might not be the most skilled guy, but you know, you could you can see. Uh, uh, you know, a Bruce Brown kind of role where he's just kind of a dirty work guy and, and uses his body and his athleticism to, to get rebounds, to get putbacks and all that kind of stuff. Just never panned out. Um, he had, I believe in the, in the uh, G League bubble, he had a pretty good stint with the Austin Spurs and that kind of got people feeling like, oh, there's a possibility this guy it can work out. I think he averaged like 15 points a game or something like that in that bubble. Um and that was really, honestly, the best Robert Woodard we saw was was in that bubble, and and we just never saw anything even close to to uh, to NBA level play from him after that. I don't know if you if no, you I mean, yeah, there's a, there's nothing more I can say yeah. about Bob, but yeah, I mean, there's not yeah, Jemias too, J- Jemias, same thing. He had Jemias a nice is someone G though. Stint. I think he he has a chance at being kind of a fringe sure. guy somewhere. He's he, super young. He's, he's super like young. Twenty. And he has ability. I think he's got. He's kind of a, a bigger guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's built. Again, yeah. He he can. I think become a shooter at some point. But um, you know, they, they had, the price had to be paid. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't think the Kings just cut two future, you know, rotation guys on a playoff team for sure. Um, and you know that's that's unfortunate because those are the kind of guys with with your second round. When, who was the last second round pick that probably panned out for the Kings? I mean Isaiah Thomas definitely comes to mind, but since then you know 
I don't know. Maybe that might be it. You know, yeah, that might be it. They were hoping Frank Mason would pan out. Definitely didn't pan he out. He technically was in the rotation for a minute. Ray McCallum put on had, bad had teams. It. Ray McCallum had his moments. Bad teams. Yeah, I don't think I don't think so. Yeah, no. I mean it's it's kind of sad, honestly. And the Kings need to figure that out because second round draft picks are the most valuable you know find you can have. Obviously, Demonis or Demonis Bonus uh, Nikola Jokic was a second round pick. Can't expect all your second round picks to be Jokic. Draymond was almost a second yeah. round pick. Almost, I think he was, wasn't he? I think he was. I think he was. He might have been the first second. I'm pretty pick sure he was of the second first uh, second pick of the second round. Yeah, but just getting no value for your second round picks is it's not great. But also second round picks that's just kind of the nature of second round picks. They're a twenty. To eighty percent, you know, twenty percent could work out. Eighty percent probably won't. Um, but yeah, you know, whatever. Those those guys are. I'm sure they'll find a G League team or maybe even a a, a, a bad roster that they can maybe get some minutes on. Because I don't think it's necessary. Like you said, I don't think Jemias necessarily isn't NBA quality. I just think he probably needs to no, really. He won't, he won't get a get shot on in. a team like this where they have so many guards. Mm-hmm. Um, and TT. Just TT TT. We'll miss I never, TT. I never got to to really do love TT as much as no. He had, he had that one TT. game. He had like yeah. a double double that was fun to watch, and he had his post game rants, which are super memorable. Those were the highlight also, of his time here. Yeah, I mean, like, had a got, lot of off the court things. We suck. I think he's probably the first king. Well, no, he is the first king since Demarcus Cousins to appear on TMZ. It's um, an honor. Yeah, hang the in banner. An honor. We usually don't have a lot of TMZ ears. Let's hang the banner. So yeah, put it up in the rafters. Jabari uh, also was on TMZ for wearing Jabari. not wearing a mask. Parker when he had Jabari oh, Parker really? when he had COVID. Oh, I forgot Jabari Did Parker he pull was a Terrence king. Davis and cut the cut the lips out. Jesus, yeah, I I forgot about that and I remembered <laughs> that now too. But he was a raptor at the time. Yep. Shall we lay Buddy Heald to rest? Let's do it. The uh, the. Former longest tenured king, who is now probably De'Aaron Fox. Fox. It would have to be. It would just has to be. Um, De'Aaron Fox, because now Marvin's gone too. So it's it's De'Aaron probably by a long shot. Yeah, it would be Rashawn And then Harrison. Harrison Harrison came before Rashawn. Willie was on the the team with... um, God, Frank, your memory's great. Thank you. Um, Yeah. Work on a lot. uh, Yeah, Buddy Heald, no longer obviously the longest tenured king. Final, I don't even. His I final mean, numbers as a king. Just I, a, I just, yeah, go ahead. Seventeen points a game, forty-three percent from the field, forty percent from three on eight attempts per game. Three hundred eighty-five games, two hundred thirty-three of those were starts. Four point four rebounds. He's the all-time franchise leader in three-point shooting, which it's a bummer because I. It's kind of on himself to go out the way he did, and kind of just he really just dragged himself out of here and. Not much dignity to it. Just really just made it a, a nightmare for everybody. Mm-hmm. And you could tell him how frustrated the team was with him, how frustrated he was with the team. And people aren't going to remember him fondly, probably because of, of that very reason. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's bittersweet because he has been here for so long. He was the, he was the not marquee return, but he was the big name that we were getting back in the DeMarcus Cousins trade. And it's kind of come full circle. We, we had to trade an all-star center to get him. And then we traded him for an all-star center. Mm. Yeah. That's uh, kind of poetic. It is pretty cool, too, uh, just to to still be getting returned for that DeMarcus Cousins trade. Um, it, it lives on. It continues to live on. So so that's good. Um, I still remember Buddy's first game with the Kings. I believe it was against the Clippers. Um, and he had that, that play that uh, I will never forget where – 
He stole the inbound pass and ran right to the corner three-point line. And they beat the Clippers shot. I think on the they road. were down like 15 points at that and game. And they beat a, the good Clippers yes. on the road. It was it was the Blake or CP. The, the first home game when they mm-hmm. beat Denver and everybody thought, oh, wow, maybe they're better without yeah. Boogie. And they lost, I think, like nine or ten straight. So some of the biggest Buddy Heald moments that off the top of my head, obviously his game winners, his tip-in in Denver, the first game of last the season. The Detroit buzzer beater. The Detroit buzzer beater running off the floor. I mean, that's that's just incredible stuff. Um, Buddy Heald, I'll forever remember Buddy Heald for, for my first time of really like going viral at this job. I, I got, uh, the footage of him, uh, in the preseason saying, uh, no one's ever, no free agent has ever came to Sacramento, Sacramento. wanted to come to Sacramento. So pay me. That's when things went bad. That's when things soured. It's that like, is definitely the first time like, we like, know people you're were just like, chasing a check. Whoa, now you relax. know you don't want to be here. You just want yeah. the, mo- the most money you can get. Yeah. Because if you go to and free he agency, he you're not playing their leverage. Well, if he goes to free agency, he wasn't going to get $72 million no. or $80 million. No. So, I don't know. Yeah. I, it's, um, it's, I don't have any other words to say, to say about it other than I'm trying to think about positive things to say. And it's like, you know, he was fun for a couple years. Mm-hmm. Painful the last two, three years. And... He was really the person that people imagined him being for one year, and it was that 20-point-a-game season under Dave Yeager where he really did feel like he was just, you know, you could run down the floor, give him the ball, he'll chuck it up, and he'll make it. And that was, you know, that's the... I'm going to throw this in the biggest quotes ever. That's the Steph Curry that that people wanted to see the Kings get um, was a guy who was a legitimate three-point weapon. And from what we really ended up seeing from Buddy Heald, he was really just an incredibly uh, streaky shooter who had his good moments for sure when he was hot. But man, when he was cold, it was it was a a tough tough experience to have him on the court. Um, and yeah, I think it'll be interesting how how I don't even know if it's revisionist history, but how history is going to remember him uh, in Sacramento. Yeah, will he get an ovation next year when they come to Sacramento? Doubtful. Probably doubtful. doubtful. Probably doubtful. I think they'll be mixed. Um, but I'll tell you who will not get an ovation yeah. when he comes to Sacramento. Oof. Marvelous. Our last, our last, uh, yeah. our end of the pod, we will say goodbye to Marvin. I don't know his middle name. Mm-hmm. Bagley. Second overall pick in the 2018 draft. Mm. I believe his dad posted a picture already in a Pistons jersey today. Mm. That man is a menace. He, he loves is. chaos. Some people <laughs> want to watch the world burn. Marvin Bagley Sr. Really? Junior. Ju- junior. Yes. That's right. His dad is senior. He likes to watch the world burn. And look, all seriousness, I wish him well. I wish Marvin well, his family well. I hope he finds success in this league. I don't have a doubt he's going to find success in this league, and it's probably going to be a bummer to watch. It helps that the Kings have Sabonis and knock on wood a million times. He just stays healthy, Sabonis and Marvin, obviously. But um, Marvin, it was a it was a mistake, and it, it kind of wasn't really his fault. I believe if the Kings wouldn't have selected him, I don't know if, how far he would have fallen. I don't think he would have gone third or fourth either. I think that the 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 Mavericks or Hawks, I think it was the Mavericks or the, the or Hawks were the third pick. They were going to take Trey, I think. They, the uh, they ended Luka. up trading uh, um, three for five. Dallas had the five pick, and I believe— um, Yeah, Trey for Luka. Yes. They made—the the Hawks technically drafted Luka at Went three. Uh, Jaron Jackson. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that whole top five is 
yeah. really good, yeah. except for Marvin. So I hope well, he finds hey, success. Let's not forget, Marvin Bagley was a first team all rookie. He that was year. What, the his, first five picks. Were his the, whole uh, career, 14, yeah. 14 sevens, and this year he hasn't. Mm-hmm. I will say he was playing better though yeah. at the end of his time here. He was playing better. He was he aside from the not going to the game for Luke thing. We know he hated Luke Walton. He had a good year. He seemed like he was putting his head down, just working business as usual. Um, his ankle injury kind of popped up at a at an ideal time for him, I think, because he could he could sit out. We saw him on the treadmill running at practice. I think his ankle's been fine for a little bit, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him play as soon as he's able to, as soon as he clears the protocols and everything of, of going through a new contract or a new a new um a new home. But bittersweet to see these guys go. Uh, I don't think either of them either of them will be remembered fondly. But it's time for a new era. Time for a new era of Kings basketball. Time for some positivity. Time for a, a just overall fun environment in the locker room, environment on the floor, environment in the stands. I think we all needed to kind of hit reset. And that's what this whole process has been. It's been us hitting reset. The team, the front office, the fans, we all needed to kind of hit that button, kind of like turning off your PlayStation, unplugging it from the wall, giving it 30 seconds, and plugging it back in. So here we are. Time to plug it back in on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, uh, I mean, now I, I just have to say it. I mean, Marvin Bagley's legacy. We talked about Buddy's legacy. It was how, It's how it's been the past two years, but now it's just officially set in stone that, that this will forever, 30 years from now, we will be talking about Marvin Bagley as the guy that that prevented the Kings from having a generational talent in Luka Doncic. But now we can say he brought us Dante DiVincenzo. We can, and at least there's that. Maybe Dante becomes a, a very key cog in this King's uh, future. That's that's I wouldn't say that's out of the question. And so maybe at least it's it's a uh, it's a salvageable. Uh, I don't even know what to call it. I was going to say reputation, but I think you know whatever it it could it could make it palatable for kings fans to at least say uh, you know we got this guy Dante DiVincenzo who we ended up keeping for 10 years and led us to three playoff runs or whatever the hell um but yes i mean uh, 30 years from now i will be telling my children when luka doncic is is in the hall of fame i will tell them yes you know the kings they they could have had him um but instead yep. they took this guy who ended up being Nothing. Maybe it was the last one. This is the Sambui. This is this is yeah. this is what it is. I mean, Maybe it's, it's, it's Akeem the last one. or Elijah one. Ovala Candy, um, not Akeem. Um, Michael Ovala Candy. Yeah. Um, it's it's uh, strangely enough. Well, I mean, the Kings really haven't been in this position, but this is is like the first time the Kings have had like a real like I shouldn't even say, it, but like a real impactful bust. Like you know, obviously there's. They take Jimmer over Clay and over Kawhi. Once you get past like five, it's all kind of a crapshoot, and everyone, you know, like Gordon, uh, uh, you know, Dario Saric and Marquise Chris are going in the t- eight, you know, top ten. But like to get the number two pick in the draft and have it pan out to be nothing more than a, a rotational player, like that is that's. That's criminal. Like that's that's where you. Why well, I gotta why I open the wounds right I'm now? I'm sorry. It's just I we're, we were talking. We're like, saying goodbye buddy. to him, I'm, Chris. Yeah, well, you're, you're digging him up and you're stabbing him again. Uh, my my bigger point is we're saying goodbye, but if we're being real, this guy's going to be in our lives for the rest of our lives you're because right. this is 
this this guy is forever going to be. You know what they say about. We're going to forget about. I, I, even I forget about Yorgos Papianis, which is the most asinine pick that has ever been made. Maybe in NBA, like seriously, maybe in NBA history. But cool. even that is not as as relevant or as crucial as the Kings taking Marvin Bagley over Luka Doncic. We're talking about or how Trey Young even when people move on, you know, they say they're always going to be with you. Marvin Bagley will, in a way, always be with us. Yes. As long as Luka Doncic is out there ripping 2010 triple-doubles, um, he's Marvin's going to be with us. So yeah. it helps that the Kings got back an impact player for him. Mm-hmm. It helps the Kings have Sabonis now to, to be the head of that, that front court. And now we go forward into the future. We have to hope things are better. It's all we can hope for. And, and you know, I, I think uh, it was said a lot yesterday when we were with the media, it really can't get a lot worse. So... There's at least that, you know, we, we've we've been out of the playoffs for 16 years. Um, you, there's no way, there is no way that it'll be 32. So, um, I, I, I don't even know what to say after that. On that note, on that uh, note, things uh, are good though. Positive, things are good. B Trade plus deadline's all over. The team is set. We'll see. You. We got a sprint to the to the end of the season here. We will probably Thursday. see you. Uh, the last game's Wednesday. Uh, yeah. Um, or we could do Tuesday after the. Yeah, we'll see. We'll 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 be back next week. Um, Tuesday or Thursday. If the team starts playing terribly, I promise you we will be back later in the week. Yeah, we'll but, see you later. Uh, if things are going well and the Kings, you know, are you know take take Washington on Wednesday or on Saturday and and pick up another win. Um, and things things feel like they're going towards a certain direction. We'll we'll be sure to be here. So uh, stay stay tuned for that. Um, I know a lot of a lot of pretty much everybody, every Kings outlet that you follow or you like um, is releasing content at this time. So if you're listening to this, thank you for for choosing us, especially if you got to the hour twenty mark. Yep, so, this is a it's a new era. Be excited, be happy. At least for today, enjoying last night's win. And we will see you guys later on. See ya.